Welcome to the Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. Hi, Karen. Hello, Michael. What story do you have today? Here's one from Nicoletta Soris. We lived in Queens, New York, but my husband had a chronic heart condition. And winters were not kind to him. He was always homebound. So the family decided that in 1982, we should move to Florida. Warm weather, sunshine, palm trees is what the doctor ordered. So I transferred my job, and I started working in Delray. He found a little part-time job as a caretaker at a high-end building on A1A in Pompano Beach. My spouse sometimes needed to help the tenants. And one tenant who had moved in from Philadelphia needed help to remove his vast collection of paintings and some furniture that did not agree or did not look good in his new condo. Imagine my surprise when my husband brought home beautiful paintings, reproductions, from very large to small, with beautiful, bold, Baruch museum frames of these wonderful artists. So I, I was just on cloud nine. I can't believe it. And so one was a Manet, the Jeunesse Lab, then a Claude Monet, Poppy Fields, Woman with Parasol, but the ones that I couldn't get over were the Pierre Auguste Renoir paintings, City Dance, Dance at the La Moulin de Galette. The reason I can remember is that it was the writing was on the bottom of these paintings. Luncheon of the Boating Party, the theater box, the two young girls at the piano. And what can I say? Vincent van Gogh's irises and sunflowers and many other floral arrangements by other artists. Well, I immediately removed my prints from the walls and arranged the impressive works of art to the best of my knowledge. On a day off, I played like a museum curator, even though I did not know the grouping, balance, eye level. According to the light in the rooms, I would change my paintings around all the floral arrangements in the bedrooms and the, the dancing couple in my living room. And it was a large one. It was a, maybe 60 by 80. I'm talking about really museum pieces, and I just could not believe they were in my possession. The one that excited me the most was Renoir, the city dance, the young girl dressed in the formal fancy white dress. And she was holding on to the partner. He was in a black tuxedo holding her. I love that painting. I put it in the living room. Also, among these gifts that we got was an oversized living room coffee table with the thickest glass top I've ever seen. And another one, a unique piece, was a round pedestal dining table, dark color, and the top was an intricate veneer. Well, I was enjoying all of these things. 
But one day when I came home, the walls were empty. My husband had called one of these uh, secondhand shops. They came in and offered $200 for the entire lot. He broke the tables and threw these splintered pieces in the garbage cans. And later I found the rest of the furniture in the garage. I was completely shocked. However, my husband had a very short fuse. And so this becomes a spousal abuse all the time. And at this point in my life, I resigned that this would probably was never going to be for me, these beautiful paintings. So I was relieved. I replaced my puny framed prints, the same nails as before, which were now totally unimportant to me. And I like to say that I still live in the same home, and I often think about those beautiful crafted pieces of works of art. Needless to say, we were divorced a few years later. My children's father passed away in 1993. Today, I still live in the same home. And my walls display oil paintings, which are done by my daughter, Teresa Hunt, which are greatly appreciated by me. Nicoletta Soris, a story about a vengeful husband. Yeah, I guess there's all kinds of abuse. What a sad way of acting out your anger. Nicoletta was having such a good time playing curator to the artworks she had. She took the effort to categorize the paintings and display them. You could tell she was really in her element. And just the fact that she remembers the names of all these paintings, I mean, this was 40 years ago, and that they made such an impression on her and that the story clearly is an emotional one for her. Even if you don't know each individual painting, if you know Manet's and Monet's and Renoir's, you can get an uh, image in your mind of all the colors and the swirls and the beauty. And the, to have it, there to have it a gift, she uses the word gift, and then to have it taken away, just come home one day and it's just gone. It must have felt like an abduction. I mean, it must have felt like uh, just uh, like a crime, like an emotional crime. And it sounds as if it looked like a crime scene from a, a beautiful museum quality apartment to something I would live in. And only $200? I don't know why he only got, I mean, this was 40 years ago, but still, I don't know why he only got $200 for all those. And I love the way she says, beautiful, bold, Baroque frames. Just the frames alone, framing prints, I know it costs so much more than the print itself. And just for the frames and the furniture, even 40 years ago, I can't imagine that he only got 200 I mean, if he cared about even money, if he didn't care about the art or the furniture, but cared about money, it seems like the final straw that all he got was 200 for it. Yeah, he was just interested in hurting his wife and dumping that stuff as fast as he can. That's like the 
final dig, you know, all it was worth to him at the time. Presumably he had done stuff like this to her in the past. And the fact that this was completely shocking says that this really packed a wallop in a way that all the things that he did to her before did not. Because I would imagine that she was used to other kinds of abuse from him. So this must have really been something uh, egregious in her mind. And we know she loved these paintings. I understand having grown up around art. I, I understand this very well. What a delight it was in this apartment to suddenly have this magnificent, magnificent beauty. Certainly was a, was a nail in the coffin of this marriage. Well, thanks for bringing that story in, Karen. If our listeners have a story they would like to share, how can they get in touch with you? Send an email to me at cneil, that's C-N as in Nancy, E-I-L-E, at F as in Frank, A-U dot E-D-U. I do not need a summary. I'll send you instructions. Our website also has information at wlrn.org. Click radio and the public storyteller. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Michael. See you next week. Dr. Karen Neal is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. My name is Michael Stock. The Public Storyteller returns next Sunday. Mm-hmm.